Hey there, Lessonators. Are you ready to dive into the thrilling world of AI? Well, buckle up, because today's episode is your front row ticket to understanding how AI is shaping tomorrow's landscape, and we've got the perfect guide to lead us through this digital frontier. Get ready to meet Jim Carter III, a true powerhouse in the tech realm. Jim's journey is a remarkable blend of success stories from scaling seven-figure businesses to advising brands on how to ride the AI wave for unstoppable growth. A seasoned founder, Fortune 15 consultant, and AI strategist, Jim's expertise is all about simplifying the complexities of AI and empowering entrepreneurs to embrace it in their daily operations. Jim's also a loving husband, a father of two, and our guest today. In this episode, we're diving deep into the world of AI. Jim's here to spill the tea on why getting cozy with AI isn't an option anymore, it's a necessity. We'll explore how falling behind in this digital age is no joke, and Jim's insights will show us ways in which we can stay ahead of the curve. And parents, listen up. We're also delving into the importance of introducing our kids to AI from a young age. Jim's here to share the secret sauce of preparing the next generation for the digital playground, equipping them with the tools they need to thrive in this fast-paced world. So whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or just someone with the insatiable curiosity for AI... We'll uncover the incredible potential of AI tools that can supercharge your journey no matter what your role or background. So sit back, grab your favorite beverage, and let's embark on a journey that's both enlightening and loads of fun. Let's get into it. Welcome to What's the Lesson, the podcast that takes you on a deep dive into the world of character development. We're Jill and Mary, the dynamic duo behind Girls Mentorship. We foster self-confidence, self-esteem, and self-awareness for tween and teen girls, along with their invaluable network of supporters through events, resources, and mentorship. Picture us as your coaches, walking alongside you through the world of social-emotional learning, and think of this podcast as your own personal roadmap. We'll support you in discovering obstacles that might be holding you back and gain clarity on why this work is a game changer not only for your growth, but for the next generation of leaders as well. Alongside our fantastic guests, we're here to share knowledge about how you can change old patterns of behavior and make sense of those WTF moments, shifting them into lessons that can drastically improve your life instead. Whether you're an entrepreneur, a superhero stay-at-home mom, or someone fueled by boundless curiosity, our mission is crystal clear to supercharge your emotional intelligence and sprinkle the magic of SEL into every corner of your life. We can just get right into it. You are obviously a dad. You've got two girls that are in our age demographic, and AI is something that you've heavily started focusing on. Will you tell me a little bit more as to what sparked your interest? And I know the common answer is like, well, it's new and fun and shiny. But as someone who has spent a long part of their career and life helping entrepreneurs be better entrepreneurs, what was the draw for you to really sink your teeth into AI? I think it was just really the opportunity that that it provides. It's almost like a new Oregon Trail, right? Like when was the last time we were given this kind of a piece of technology that 
could be almost anything and everything. We we really haven't been given something like this in quite some time, probably since the last, probably since the personal computer. Right. And that required a substantial investment. It required financial investment, first of all, that not a lot of people had. It required the willingness to to try something that was still very mediocre for what it could do, but it had this potential of slowly evolving. Yet now something like ChatGPT was dropped on us last November in, right. in 2022 and day zero, you could find productivity with it. And we're talking it cost, it, it cost you nothing. It was free. They didn't even, there was nothing to upgrade. It was, it was a public preview. And that preview was phenomenal and you could do so much with it. So if we just, if we just think about like the dichotomy of all of that, putting it all together, the, the power that AI has provided humanity has been substantial for years, but it required hiring a development team, having a, a computer scientist on board, somebody who could sit there and train it and train it and train it. You know, think about your Netflix algorithm. When, when it first started recommending stuff, it was horrible. <laughs> and, no, and I don't want to watch that. <laughs> of course, that doesn't relate to me, right? But now, all the years of it, of it training and understanding it, now it recommends things that you actually care about. And the and right out of the gate, it kind of understands you and that it only gets better. That's the power of AI in practice. So not only do I feel like I was built for this moment to be able to speak to it and to, to support businesses with it, but I've paid a lot of dues to get to this point. You know, I was a software engineer for over 20 years personally. I've built more websites, more platforms, mm -hmm. things like that than I can count. So I understand it at a deep level versus a lot of people who are just teaching it right now. They kind of have no business talking about technical stuff. And that's okay. They're, they're broadening the ability, but they may not quite understand really what goes on behind the scenes. So I find this as a personal responsibility to be able to translate it, to be able to help small businesses, parents, those who are employed, anybody who's really just interested about it in what they can do to better their life and better their business with it. it just I've, I feel very drawn to it. Yes, because it's a shiny object, but some shiny objects are worth being attracted to. I mean, it's magnetic. Um, ChatGPT has literally broadened the horizons of our business on so many levels, and we've barely scratched the surface. So for those people who like what, 1994, missed out on the personal computer. What do people stand to miss out on if they don't get on board with all of what AI is offering? And I know that's a really big question because it feels like it feels like a thousand different AI platforms have been dropped on our lap since November. It's this, it's that, it's this, it's that. Oh my God, check this out. I mean, you're doing a series on your Instagram right now and you've dropped probably in the hundreds of websites and apps that you could implement to help you further whatever it is, whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you're a parent. Um, so it can feel very overwhelming. But if people don't get on board with what is coming in terms of the AI space, what do they stand to miss Everything. or lose out on? Everything. Not from a like, they're going to go broke, they're going to end up under the freeway. My, my point is just the competition the worthy opponents, those that are willing to actually step in and use AI in a progressive uh, uh, a way that adds value to both what they do to to their their common man or woman next to them, to their to their friends, their community. Those are the ones that are going to excel because they will be able to outpace you. 
So if you're not willing to try it, you're going to be stuck in status quo land. You are an accountant with an abacus while everybody else has moved on to a calculator. You are the farmer that is doing all of your yard work by hand when somebody else has a tractor. This is history repeats itself in its finest. We've, we've been given these opportunities to see that where we stay stuck in our laurels and we don't want to evolve and we don't want to move on with what's right in front of us, even though it's scary, even though it sounds complicated, even though we don't know what's on the other side of it or we feel like we don't know how to use it, if we're not willing to adapt, we're going to fall behind. Mm-hmm. And that's really the MO that we all have to understand. So you don't need to try all the AI tools. You don't need to master everything. In fact, you don't. Nobody can master it right now. It's an evolving world every day, right? When I think I've got the hang of something, it changes. And <laughs> I have to adapt to it too. Right. But I'm willing to. I'm willing to experiment. And that's all I really challenge people with is be willing to just try something and see if it adds value to your life. The worst case is you're exactly where you are today. But the best case, or even the slightly better case, is maybe you can get that thing done that much faster. Maybe you can get that much better output that much quicker. Or maybe you can re-resource your team or the efforts mm. that are already going into things to be able to lift everybody up. Like if, if 1% or 2% gain day over day, week over week, doesn't show you that adding that stuff up can turn into something substantial, double digits, triple digits worth, right. of, worth of output, then no advancement will. But this is the first time we've been able to, we've been given that opportunity to be able to see it and realize the output. And it doesn't cost the investment of buying a whole new computer or investing in internet service to your home before anybody else has it. If you go back and think about that, you know, like how it was like, we were like Neanderthals, like trying to figure <laughs> out the internet with computers and stuff like dial that. Up. Remember dial oh, up and all that stuff? percent, yeah. Um, I have to buy a new modem if I want to go faster. Like how crazy was it that it took that long to evolve, to evolve that fast? If we really kind of think about it. But now, I mean, you know, I have fiber optics to my home where I'm recording this and it doesn't, that makes no difference if you even have dial-up. You can still get an answer out of AI that much faster. Right. So nullifying and just standardizing that playing field is huge. And I think that's why it's so big, is we've all been given the exact same opportunity. It's up to us whether or not we want to do anything with it. Well, and for those listening who have no idea what an abacus is, it's really like a generation one uh, calculator. Go Google it. And we've also referenced the Oregon Trail, which was, you know, generation one video games that we all used to play. So you're basically saying dysentery is not evolving. That's that's where you're going to catch dysentery. Someone's now. always going to lose their their mind on dysentery, unfortunately. <laughs> um, in fact, my kids are playing it on the, the Nintendo Switch right now. So oh, hilarious. I saw it. And they're like, Dad, what's dysentery? And I was like, <laughs> we have a lot to talk about this (laughs) we're not just gonna get to that which honestly that brings me to the meat of of why I really wanted to have you on the show we work with 10 to 13 year old girls is really a a large majority of where we focus our efforts but really it's that 10 to 18 teen to tween schools are archaic schools are behind the eight ball in terms of updating their curriculum and the tools that they are allowing students to use in order to become brighter and smarter and more equipped to what's going on in the current day. What are your thoughts about that? Honestly, it goes right back to that past narrative that we had is if you're going to 
hold us back from using technology that is now should be and and should is relative to, to someone's opinion and I, right. and I i respect and honor that but if you're going to hold us back from using technology that can better our lives in my opinion how dare you oh i couldn't agree more the question that I always come to, because this isn't the first time Jill and I have talked about schools being archaic and just dusty in terms of what they're teaching our kids, how they're teaching our kids. We see it every day. We see it in the attention spans and the need to get up and get the wiggles out and run around. And we're asking them to focus for eight hours a day in a chair when they, they, they can't do that. They have a device at home, a TV, whatever it is, regardless of whether your family is on board with technology and in what form or not, your kids have been exposed to technology in some way, shape or form wherever they are, whomever they're hanging out with. And the way we're teaching them within where they're spending the majority of their time has not caught up. So we, I feel we're doing our kids a major disservice, but we, the, the question that comes to mind is why? At least public school districts so hell-bent on not updating the way they are teaching their kids to be more relevant. I think it's because humanity fears the unknown. It's a, it's a, it's a design trait. It's, it's a fight or flight, you know, like we, we were all Neanderthals in, in, in a past life. And if we sensed fear, we had to be on guard that, that was a make or break. So if, if we had just advanced the fact that we are the same functioning species, just in a different world with different opportunities, if the roof starts leaking, I fear for the safety of my family that the roof is going to collapse on my home and just fill in the blank with whatever that case scenario could be and now swap that for technology. Right. We already know that our computers are insanely smart and a lot of the things that they do, we don't really, we don't think about it because it does it so well. Right. For example, we are recording this. I'm in Los Angeles. You're in your home. It's a real-time conversation. It's recorded in beautiful high definition. The audio is pre-mastered. We can make sure that there's no gap and all this stuff. You mean to tell me AI isn't being used in this exact moment while we're <laughs> recording this? You better believe it is. Yeah. Everything about this is orchestrated with some form of intelligent algorithms and understanding of putting it all together. So as simple as that is, the, whoever's listening, whoever's watching right now, the mere fact that technology has facilitated to make this conversation something that could get into your ears or to your eyes is a benefit to your life. I hope the conversation serves as, as a benefit. So now let's think about what that could be for humanity, for right. what we do, for the work that we show up in, for how we lead as parents. If you're not so willing to adapt to that kind of a level of what can technology do if we give it a chance, you're doing everything a disservice. And that's not your fault. Maybe you just haven't found the right thing to get you excited about it yet. And that's why I do post about a lot of AI tools. I do encourage experimenting and trying and bridging that level of, you say you're not technical, but have you watched yourself on an iPhone? You, <laughs> probably, you could probably hang. <laughs> no kidding. So the, the question is just, at what point do you put a self-imposed cutoff on where you have a comfort level? I would challenge, why not raise that bar for yourself and say, well, what am I capable of? Am, am I capable of doing some more advanced Google searches and finding what I want a little bit quicker? Yeah, you are. Every single person listening, watching can do that. So why not try it in a different way? Why not take that to a chat GPT? If you 
Do you have a question? Why not ask it there and then refine it in a way that you couldn't do it with Google? And now you're like, oh, wow, there's, there's a different way of getting information to consume it. And we can go on and on and on with all these other ways to use AI that can simply better our life, our work product, the impact we're making, or just how we show up in our household. And that's the mindset that I want everybody to employ is that potential isn't far-fledged in the future. No. That is available to everybody right now. And it is a land grab. Venture-backed companies are coming in hot and heavy. So many of these are, are freemium, if not free. So there's zero excuse not to want to try it other than the excuses we give ourselves. And I believe the education system just is what it is. And we need to keep challenging. We need to keep opening them up. And that's why I'm teaching my kids how to use AI tools right now, 12 and 11, my two daughters. I still want them to use Google, but I also am showing them when is there a better reason to use something that is AI to help get that information or think about it differently or generate something that maybe you didn't think you could do before. And it doesn't all have to be about full learning. It also is for creativity. I'm showing them how mm. to work with the art tools so they can get creative and they can draw differently and they can they can get inspired with something else because I can only imagine what levels of creativity one generation prior could have had had they had this opportunity. That's such an interesting call out because there are so many conversations uh, all over social media around being upset with the generation prior to us. And I, I'm a millennial, so we have you know, our, our consolations with the generation prior to us not setting us up for success in terms of, you know, the housing market and this and that and go get a job and you'll be successful and go to college and pour your money into your education, which has panned out for a lot of people and it has not panned out for quite a bit of people as well. And of course, we bring up, you know, our grievances in that way of being able to sink our teeth into where we can lay blame, which I obviously don't think is a positive way to handle what you have right now, but I would sure hate the next generation to pin that on us. Like we didn't allow them to utilize AI in a way that helped them further their life. And that's that's where I'm stuck in terms of how far schools are in the past. And I mean, there's obviously, I've read several articles about campuses banning chat GPT, not allowing their students to use AI in order to help them with whatever it is, projects, papers, any of that. And I just, there's that, there's a pictorial of just schools churning out employees and yes, people and employees are great. We need workers to facilitate a lot of things in this world, in this country, but free thinkers, entrepreneurs, create creative spirits, this world wouldn't be what it is right now without people being able to use their brain in that way. So I love that you bring up that you're allowing your kids to mess around with it and not in a way that's like, let's start a business. I feel like when we talk about this stuff, we always think, well, I'm not an entrepreneur, so how am I going to use it? If you were to give parents listening some advice on where they could start introducing these tools or even these conversations if they're not ready to make an intro to the tools, what would you say? This is a, such an exciting conversation because one idea can be taken and, and turned creative and, and, and put into your own household and your, your, your whole world and your whole life. And it's really, it's one of those, it's what's your imagination. 
the way that I like to, I'm, I'm going to answer that with an example. Um, a lot of people just say, Jim, how do I get started? Like, what do I do first? Which is, which is kind of the same. Like, where do I go first when I want to start playing with AI? And my answer right now is, where do you want to be greedy in your life? Maybe for the first time. You know, mm-hmm. are, are you a giver? Do, do you always just put everybody else's needs before you? Do you do the hard stuff and then you try to do the fun stuff later and then later never comes? How can we reclaim time, bring more joy, focus more on not the work, but the output of the work, right? Like the derivative, the, the, the benefits of it. So if you have a message on your heart and you really want to launch a podcast, but the act of doing the work is holding you back, well, that's going to hold you back. That means you're not going to launch the podcast. You're not going to get your message out there. You're not going to serve. You're not going to inspire. But can you make a robot do the hard stuff? My answer is yes. And it doesn't matter whether you're an entrepreneur, whether you own your own business, or whether you got a side hustle, or you just like to craft, like whatever it is, it doesn't matter. But there are ways that you can think like that and put it into your own worlds. That'll just help you get more creative to see, could AI fill this gap? That's really like, that's the bigger thought that I really want everybody listening to kind of think about. So I'll give you an example. My girls love volleyball. We've had them in playing volleyball now for probably um, three, maybe th- maybe three years or so. Local rec center stuff, nothing like big and elaborate. Like for the most part, we still have our weekends and we're not you know, doing crazy <laughs> travel and stuff. You're not Again, the whole being greedy leagues, thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. We're not doing full competition, at least yet. But they're both really good at it. They continually get better. My wife was big in sports when she was growing up. I wasn't. I'm an Eagle Scout. I was, I was camping and backpacking and my wife was playing soccer. But we, uh, we, we've turned into a volleyball family. We, we just love it. <laughs> I've got a net in the front yard, so everybody sees us practicing when they drive by our house, right? And it's turned into something that we really just enjoy with the kids. So my wife actually wants to coach this, this next season. She checked okay. the box when she filled out the volunteer form. God help us, but it's going to be good. <laughs> I won't Goodbye get into that weekends. tonight. <laughs> yeah, now, now my weekends are gone. Yeah. But... That's that litmus test that I want everybody to find themselves in that story. One train of thought is, okay, Jim, you've got a lot coming in your near future, right? You've got to think about orchestrating all of the practices. You've got to think about all the games. You're going to want to have matching stuff. There's got to be team spirit. What happens when there's one kid who's dominating and another kid who just isn't getting it? That could hold us back from passionately wanting to serve those children, right? Mm. And the reason I say God help us, it just it's hilarious. My my wife, I she's the love of my life, my best friend. She's also an alpha female, and she now has to embody a serious level of empathy for what she's getting into. <laughs> Which and is I am not here easy. to back her up. <laughs> yeah. But the but we could let those things hold us back. But and I, the reason I share this example with you is because because I'm teaching my kids where they can use AI in their life. My youngest daughter, my 11-year-old daughter, she actually said, hey, daddy, can we use AI to help mommy come up with something custom to help all of the kids that are going to be part of our, our, new vo- our, our new volleyball season? And I was like, okay, keep talking, honey. You know? And she explained. She's like, well, you showed me how you could ask it a question. It gave mm. you an answer. But then you could have it cut, build things. You know? like, she, like It was starting to make sense. I could see the gears turning in her head. And I just wanted her to expand on it. I was like, you're absolutely right. I brought her over, sat her in front of my desk, 
and I sat her in front of, and again, this is chat GPT, you guys. This is, this is what we've heard about. This is what you hear on the news. It is free. You can pay for it, but it's free. You just get in there and you just start asking questions. I sat her down and I said, just start asking it questions. Like, tell it what you want to happen. And, you know, and I coached her through it the way that I coach leaders and CEOs and small business owners because cool. it's the same thing. Right? Yeah. That, that's what I'm getting at. We're and all at a level one. I mean, you're right. The, the we're, playing we're field is very even. Exactly the same playing field. So I had her type in, okay, my mom is going to be coaching my volleyball team. There's probably going to be eight kids. I'm one of them. My sister's another. I'm pretty good. I, I had her, you know, be, be proud for a minute. And she said, there might be some kids that aren't. And I said, let's make up some names. So we picked up some names and I said, let's, let me show you how we can customize this. And then I coached her through some of these prompts. And there's nothing magic about this. It's getting it out of your head. Mm -hmm. It's how do you want it to process the information? What's the desired result? And in what format do you want it? And within minutes of just telling it a story, expanding on what it could be, we had a customized practice schedule for all of these fictitious kids, including my two real kids. <laughs> and and it, it had talked about, okay, this is how it would work and this is how you would do it. Fill in the blanks, right? One of so many ideas, so many different ways that you can think about it. And we were greedy. We, we thought, wow, we could take the time to do all the homework and understand all the different types of serving and volleying and practicing and setting and all these things. And we could figure out what's more important, what should come first, what should come last, what's more tiring, or we could just make a robot do it. Mm. And it's not cheating. It's no. all of this information's on Google. You would go and you would search for it the same. You do the same amount of research, but you're making AI make sense of it and then give it back to you in, in a desired output. Mm -hmm. And my little daughter's mind was blown. She was like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And she ran inside to go get mom and bring her out. And, of course, my wife was like, okay, we haven't started yet. I understand. <laughs> I appreciate but, you forward thinking. <laughs> but now we have a framework for how we can feel more prepared for it, how we can show up as a family better for it. And you can then continue that conversation. And think of how cool this is, is now when we have the real names and we have the real specialties and what's, what's doing well for some kids and not doing well for other kids, every single week we can put that build information back in and we can build on it. And now we can almost have these custom trained schedules. I don't want to overspeak this point. I just really want to speak it through because mm -hmm. find those opportunities in life that you're struggling with or you might be struggling with in the future and stop giving yourself excuses for not executing on them when you know it's in your heart to do it. And this was one of those opportunities where it could have held us back from wanting to serve these kids. But now both of us are more excited than fearful, if that's the right word even to use. It is, it's intimidating. It's, it it's... can be intimidating, that's the right word. Mm -hmm. Because now we have a game plan. Is it perfect? No, nothing in life is perfect. But if it gets you to do it faster, why not? And I just, I love answering questions like that in the form of stories that are real because every single person listening can put themselves in a similar situation and think about, I really want a better home for my family. I really want to build my investment portfolio for the first time. I really want to start giving more to a charity. I want to start eating healthier. I want to start a side hustle, whatever it is. You can do that homework on Google or you could 
ask AI. And AI has similar, if not the same, if not better, ways of making sense of it. You just have to think a little bit selfishly. And how cool is that that we can do that for a change and actually receive something of value? That's, that's a, just a new way of thinking about it that we haven't been able to do in the past. Well, and you, you brought something up a few minutes ago around, you know, I, I bet you are technologically advanced. Let me stick an iPhone in your hand and see how well you do with it. And cell phones really were obviously big as suitcases for a while. And the, the, the handheld came out when I was, I think, a freshman in high school. Um, and I was an early adopter. My parents were divorced and I used that to my benefit. My dad bought me a cell phone. So I was like the cool kid because I was, I was one of the first ones who had one. And I thought I was good with technology until I started working with this younger generation and what they can do with their phones and the accounts that they, they create. And, and I thought it was cool that I could come up with something. I could code and create a MySpace. Gifting our kids with the ability to do what you just said is mind-blowing. And it just speaks to how much potential they have to create solutions to problems that we haven't been able to create before. You know, we've we've got all of these really hard conversations around politics and the environment and religion and, 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 and we're mad at our kids for having their faces in their cell phones or not being able to look up and, and shake somebody's hand or look somebody in the eye. But what they're doing is creating solutions on what we've given them. And this new wave of technology is giving them a whole other landscape to do exactly what your daughter just did. So whether that's level one or level 15 or you you have chat GPT for free or you pay for chat GPT for it doesn't matter because you're right. It, it's literally right there at our fingertips. And I think that's so exciting for this next generation because they are the ones that have to come up with solutions to the problems that have been marinating in this world for X amount of years, right? There are, of course, going to be the ones that sit on their laurels and say, you know, not my problem. Somebody else did this. But there are going to be the thinkers and the innovators. And I love that you use the word greedy in the way that you use the word greedy because we typically think of that as a negative connotation word. And we love to have this conversation with our girls around personality traits and characteristics being very neutral. I can use my manipulation for good or I can be manipulative in a bad way. I can be over talkative in a way that's distracting or I could be talkative in a way that showcases my leadership abilities. Greedy is not a bad thing if you are trying to be greedy in a way that serves you and your family for the positive. So I love that you put that spin on it because I've never heard that word used in such a positive light. And I think it paints such a great picture of how you really can use AI for your benefit and for your family's benefit. Yeah, thank you for that. And I want everybody to think like they deserve it. Mm. I, I think I think that's what it really what it, what it comes down to. Because I was having this conversation with a friend and I'm, I'm really glad we're kind of sticking on this for a minute because I have, I have a few more examples that I, yeah. I really think will paint this picture strong. Comparison can drive us nuts, right? There's it's always said to be someone. The thief of joy. <laughs> it is. Yeah. There's always someone with a bigger house, a bigger bank account, a better car, a boat, or a better boat if we already have one. There's always something, and we can easily start feeling down on ourselves when we paint a comparison picture because we don't have the full story. Somebody may have that beautiful house, 
but we also don't know what their cleaning bill looks like. Mm. And we actually may get a lot of joy in cleaning our own home. So it's not the same comparison. But let's just think about some of the things that could take our joy through comparison. A lot of the times it's things that add value to their lives in comparison that we don't have. It's the fact that that family may have a night nurse and a nanny and all kinds of help with their kids, but I don't. It's the fact that they may have um, a house manager, somebody to pick up, do laundry and all that stuff for them, but I don't. But if, but if we really think about this, where are those opportunities that they're taking to be greedy so they can build a better life? You know, and can AI replace all of that? Well, maybe sometime in the future, definitely <laughs> not right right now. But how can you flip that script and realize that your best case scenario is actually something that somebody else would admire and you can inspire right. them? So here's a very personal example. Um, I run an AI newsletter and I love sharing everything, the biggest topics about AI and I relate it to small businesses. I write it every single week. And if in one, in one sense, somebody could think like, oh God, what is it like to have to sit down and write a newsletter every week? And I know who has time for that? Well, I don't have time for it. You better believe that I use AI to help me I get I was going to say, do you write it or does ChatGPT write it? We both do. <laughs> That's amazing. I built a process to be able to brain dump everything that I wanted and put it into AI. And it understands my writing style. It synthesizes it. It puts it together. I it built it where it coaches me back. And I don't want mm. people to not do anything because they, they just like, guys, this is my this is my world. Like, I love this stuff, right? So I'm, I'm very passionate about pushing the limits and trying things. Well, I'm also a level one user and it coaches me back too. So it's I not mean, it's, difficult, it's, right? That's it's the really best not. part. And yeah. the coolest part about is about it is the more you use it, the more it starts to understand you. And you can, exactly. it's very easy to put in prompts around tone of voice and how you want it to feel. So that what you're talking about just for anyone who's listening who is shying away from it, it's not difficult and it doesn't have to be daunting in that way. Exactly. You're, you're having a conversation with a system that understands it and can give you a desired output. So in that example, I could be get stuck in comparison and be like, man, I wish I had an AI newsletter. Well, guess what? I said that to myself and I was like, you know what? I can absolutely do that. And it's not that I'm adding one more thing to my already busy schedule. It's that I'm using technology creatively to give me an asset that can pay me dividends. Mm. Because now I start with the theories of what I want to get across. AI helps me put together a beautiful newsletter that I'm super proud of and I edit the whole thing and I love it. And it also is my commitment to showing up. And now I take it a step further and I use AI to repurpose that. So it turns into tweets, which is now X. And we don't know it what we're going to call those X's. yet. It turns into X's. <laughs> and, and then I X tweet it. I don't know what we're going to call this crap. And then it turns into threads. And then it turns into Instagram carousels. And then it turns into conversation topics. And then it turns into my gift because now I can offer that to people. And it's gotten me paid speaking gigs. It's gotten me um, consultations. It's gotten me calls where I can chat with people. It's been conversation starters. It's rekindled past client relationships. Mm. And it's fun. Yeah. Right. So I'm 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 taking that opportunity of comparison that could drag something away and I'm flipping it on its head. And I'm saying I'm gonna use it smart. And I'm going to make it, again, I'll say it, an asset that can pay me dividends. Mm -hmm. So where are those, those places in your life that you're getting stuck in comparison? 
you know, don't go down the whole like, I really want a hundred thousand followers kind of thing. All of that is crap. I have, mm. I have 3000 followers and it took me 11 years on Instagram to get that. Amen. Life is fine. <laughs> right. Yeah. But, but to be able to speak to those people who passionately care about what I want to talk about, how dare I not serve them if I'm stuck in comparison land. Mm. Right. And we can just, we can bring it all full circle and we can think about it that way. And then we can take it to the, the ultimate level, which is, well, how do I be a better parent? How do I be a better leader? How do I, how do I serve those people that well, I know when I show up, it's going to make a difference for them. That's where I think this now truly untapped potential has so much in the near future. We just have to get creative and think of ways that we can jump into it. How long does the gold rush last? It lasts as long as we innovate. It lasts as long as we innovate. It's, it's not a gold rush where there is a limited amount of material right? because we're evolving it. That's what's really cool about it. There, there are still new personal computer devices that are coming today. Just because the concept of a personal computer was delivered X years ago doesn't mean that we're running short on it. It's, it's kind of like, let's, let's think about the, the EV car market. You know, there are a lot of EV cars. Mm -hmm. There are still innovations coming. Yeah, right. I live in LA. I just, we, we took the girls to the LA Auto Show um, uh, this, this, this year and they had an entire full exhibit, I'd never seen it before, of just EVs this year. Cool. And, and the innovation there is wild. I bet. Absolutely wild. VW's doing the throwback with the bus. They've got an EV cool. version coming. They've got all the international companies. They're, they're, they're trying to get in the market. So we, we think that we're like behind. Yeah. But with AI, you're not. That's what I was we, getting this at. Is like, this is like tip of the iceberg on the horizon. The sun just crested. You can barely see it. And we have no idea if that's an actual iceberg or if that's the tip of a continent. I truly believe that those that are taking action now, even the smallest bit, they stand the chance to thrive versus to fall behind. And I just don't want anybody to fall behind. And that's why yeah. I'm so passionate about this. Well, and I just, the notion of you, you're not behind, but get started. And if you don't feel smart enough to utilize the tool, the prompt of like, what would the smartest version of me do? Because I feel like I get in my own way. I'm like, do, 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 chat GPT. What should I have for breakfast? It's like, it's going to tell me something probably pretty innovative, depending on what I want to achieve for the day. And that's cool in and of itself. So play with it. Have your kids play with it because it's going to prompt you to think differently right away. It's like an instantaneous change. It'll shoot something back to you and you'll be like, mm, I don't want that. Can I get something else? And it'll be like, yeah, I would like this, this, and this information from you. And you start to have a whole conversation. The other day I laughed out loud. Joe was like, I love talking to ChatGPT. Like it was her friend, like she named it. And I, it, it's so true because you can have a full-fledged conversation with this robot in a way that is so positively impactful in your life. So I love that you've sunk your teeth in. I, I find it rather poignant that some opportunities may be a little bit difficult for you this year in where you've spent your time. However, this new forefront of both content and conversations that you're putting out there is coming right on the heels of of things that might be time to sunset, might be time to take a rest on, what, whatever that looks like. But I love that you're leaning into it because it really is helpful. Um, of course, just like 
threads coming out, right? You mentioned threads. There's all these thread experts out there. And that's that's funny because it's a brand new platform. But when you think about it, it's not because you said you've had you've you've spent 20 years building websites and in tech. So you do have a leg up on the average Joe and it's helpful that you're using your platform and your voice in order to help normal everyday average people who are intimidated by change and the forefront of of AI coming because we think it's going to turn into iRobot. You're helping them by reaching your hand back and saying, look, it's not as scary. Here's an example. Here's an example. Go play with this and in this way and see what results you get. And let's generate a conversation about it. People need people like you in order to continue to move forward, um, whether you own a business or whether you are a parent at its base level. And that is what I think the most important part of this conversation is, is let's not let our kids get left behind. Let's not let our kids grow up to be adults and have no idea how to use these tools because you were too afraid to use them. So we'll have everything linked in our show notes as far as where people can find you, where they can sign up for your AI newsletter authored by you and ChatGPT, which I side note before we before we close Obviously, there's intellectual intellectual property and trademark law speak around, you know, putting something into ChatGPT. You said you go through it and you can make it your own voice. So I, I want people to hear that, too. You're not just putting something into ChatGPT and taking what it is and plopping it in a newsletter. You're using it as the bare bones and the foundation, and you're going through and adding what you see fit and changing it where you need to change it to reflect more of what you've got going on, which there in and of itself makes it unique to you, the author of the story. That's correct. Yeah. In in zero cases do I condone taking an output from AI and publishing it. Right. Just, that that's not what the tool is designed for. Mm-mm. It's just not. And I don't I don't care what anybody says. I welcome that challenge every single day. That is no different than you taking your iPhone, going to an art museum, taking a picture of something, and then printing it out and saying, "This is my painting." I painted the Mona Lisa. Congratulations. There are how many of them look just like it? That is no different than you going to Google, copying an article Mm -hmm. that you like, and publishing it on your blog. Right. That is stealing. It is stealing. Where do we think AI gets its information? It crawls the internet and it gets the same place that, that Google gets its information. Right. It's what we do with it. So there are now AI tools that, based off of how you use it, it does have commercial license abilities. So for example, for, for my newsletter, I, I use generative AI. I use, a, I use an image generating AI tool to create original artwork. And every single topic, if I don't have a GIF or if I don't have an image for it, or if I just feel like I wanna curate the experience, I take the time and use AI and I create a similar feeling for all of them. One could be about building, one could be about mm talking one could be about connecting whatever and you're going to see images that are all very related it may be inconsequential to anybody else but to me it matters right and that that's my artistic approach and using ai the way that it is that's all it is so when it comes to a chat gpt when it comes to using any of these services still make it your own Mm -hmm. but can you be greedy and get that information just that much quicker, so you want to make it your own is really my big challenge there. Can it help you get there that much faster? And can it help you actually take action on the thing that you know is on your heart to do that you wouldn't have done if you had to go back down to zero? 
Like if you're like me and your brain doesn't like a blank canvas and that actually like, that gives you like nervous shakes because that, that's how my brain works. I'm an engineer. I like to be able to see the output before it's there and then I like building it, but I don't like starting from scratch. I just don't. Artists do. And yeah. I, I, I honor and admire someone who, who their, their brain and their ethos thinks that way. But for me, that is a deal breaker. Mm-hmm. I will not stand in front of a whiteboard and start from nothing. I want a framework. I want something. That's what drives me and gets me going. So when I started my newsletter, do you think I started from scratch? Nope. No. I found other newsletters that I loved and I trained AI to, to help me. What's unique Emulate. about these? Yeah. yeah. What's this format? How did, how did the intro come in? Where do they start talking about how, you know, what they do and all these different things? And it came up with a proposal for me. And then I got to coach it on what I liked. And then together, I built my newsletter with the help of AI. AI is part of the whole thing. That's that's part of my story with why I built it. Right. So if you can't find yourself in that story, find a story that can help you. You know, and that that's what works for me. So I'm so glad you just you brought that up because it's such an important point. I don't want anybody to feel like they don't want to do this because they're stealing. The quick answer is just don't steal. Use it <laughs> as an empowering tool, you know, if you build a house with a hammer, you're not taking credit for the hammer. You're using the tool correctly to do the thing that you want to do. It can be that simple. And we just don't, we, we want to use this as a tool that we don't have to overthink. Right. I think it's important to get that narrative out there as early and as often as possible because obviously it can be used for greedy purposes in the negative connotation as well. But to that end, thank you for your expertise. Thank you for blazing a trail. I mean, you're right. We're, we're right back to Oregon Trail days and, and we're going in, in several different directions. And there is just so much incredible potential to these tools to which, like I said, all will be linked in our show notes so people can find your Instagram or your X account and be able to sign up for your newsletter. So though I'm kicking the listeners out, Jim, hang out for a second and we'll see you next time on What's the Lesson? Thanks so much for tuning in to What's the Lesson? If you're feeling the same I-can-do-anything attitude that we are, here's how you can keep the momentum going. Spread the good vibes. Share this episode with your friends, family, or give us a shout-out on your social media. Fancy a trip to iTunes Town? We're all ears for your ratings and reviews. Seriously, we read each one of them. Your thoughts are like gold to us. Lastly, let's be friends. Hang out with us on social media for more awesome content and behind the scenes action. And until we meet again, remember our golden rule. Turning those WTF moments into WTL moments is a superpower. Practice is always progress. And you've got this.